Hi, well, it's time for a Beyond Synth High Five. Today, this one's on a Tuesday because this schedule's been fucked all fall, yeah. basically, and I'm here with Marco. you got no schedule at the moment, Andy. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now the podcast comes out on Fridays, if the uh, the last few releases are to be believed, but uh, whatever, man. How have you been? I'm pretty good. I've just, just been really cold. Uh, I don't know how you guys live in this climate. I really don't. I mean, it's going to take me a while to get used to this bullshit, but it's been really fucking cold this last week and i don't want to talk about the weather you know i mean it's kind of boring but jesus christ dude yeah get a scarf (laughs) (laughs) and a blouse (laughs) that's what we do man we uh, we wear scarves and blouses nice yeah blouse yeah that's the plural of blouse right blouses yeah it is blouses 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 Get some scarf and blouses. I did get some good winter clothing. I mean, I do need to... Apparently, I need to get some pants that are, like, insulated on the inside. Like, jeans, I mean, that are insulated on the inside. Which I don't have, which would be really handy. Mm. But other than that, I'm pretty good. I got gloves, hat, scarf. I got a good jacket. You know, shit like that. Thermal jocks. And uh, mittens are warmer than gloves. Mitts. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's good to know. All right. Just because with with the mittens, like you have the warmth of all your fingers, like inside the thing. But when you wear gloves, you tend to get colder. But you have obviously a, a better gripping power when you wear gloves. Indeed. Yeah. I'm full of great tips. I don't even know if what I said is true, now that I think about it. Yeah, I, d- I didn't even know there was a difference between gloves. I guess there is in mitts. Well, yeah, because you I mean you got to consider it's like if you wear like a... Ah, oh, what am I doing? Uh, do you want to listen? <laughs> you want to play me some you music? Listen to a song? Oh, wow. <laughs> Good way to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got a hot new track here from an artist I've just discovered. The artist is called Unknown. He hails from an unknown place, which is rather fitting. Uh, I have no idea where he's from. And uh, Anyway, uh, he's got a new track. It's uh, some fresh new sounds. Uh, it's called Silence.
right, and that was Silence by Unknown, Marco's first track this week, and that was a cool song. Um, I feel like we should thank the $10 patrons Mm -hmm. this week, and that's what I'm going to do. And we have a new patron to the show, Watch Clark, in the $10 Club. And if you recognize that name, that is because I played a Watch Clark track last week. uh, There's an artist called User. He was in town, I think, last month or the month before, and uh, we had some drinks cool. briefly with uh, Neon Fox and I think uh, Exile was there and, and some other mm-hmm. people and then he told me the other day that he's neighbors with Watch Clark and by neighbors they live in the same city. Oh cool. So that is an amazing story for all of you. It is. It's fascinating stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well he seems like a good guy. At least I know he's a good guy. That's that's the main thing right? Yeah. That's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so uh, he is a new patron to the show. So thank you, uh, Watch Clark, for joining the $10 Club. And, of course, I would like to uh, thank some other people. There's Alex Seligson, Neverman, Joshua Winter, Pump Action Foreskin, and Thundercats Ho. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so thank you uh, for supporting the show, everybody. And so what have you been up to? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. It does feel that way. Uh, not much. Honestly, not a hell of a lot. Just working and playing a lot of video games. Well, trying to. I'm really trying to get through Red Dead Redemption 2. Been, been, anyone listening to the show, I think that's what you've been saying for the past year. But the fact is, like, you're still playing it. Is amazing. Well, I'm hunting bears at the moment, and I did. A, I'm up to chapter four, so it, okay. it's really such a good game. The missions get better and better. I am totally engrossed in this game, Andy. I love everything about it. Well, I'm glad you uh, have gotten your money's worth. Got your money's worth, more like it. <laughs> well, I played. Oh yeah. Uh, well, but I played it like hardcore for like two months. Mm-hmm. I did try the online briefly, mm-hmm. and it was fine. I, I feel like the GTA Online has more stuff going on. Yeah, they've been adding to GTA Online for like five years or wherever the hell. GTA 5 constantly came out. right you see the adverts all the time on Facebook it's constantly something yeah they are and they're and they're always doing it and they're they're all free technically they are. which is pretty cool and so maybe they're going to support uh, Red Dead Redemption the same way so we'll see kind of mission rollouts and stuff I know GTA is quite popular still online so that's why they do it you know and they keep people there I don't know what the response has been like for Red Dead Redemption 2 are a lot of people playing it online uh, is it worth for them to do that I, I don't know but hopefully it is I know they, they mentioned something about adding like bounties or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, there's something for you to do next year when you finish... Uh... Yeah, finish the game. Yeah, I'm trying to focus a bit more on the missions so that I'm actually getting through it, because I like doing all the other shit first. I know, like, you're savoring the game by doing all the side stuff, but, like, the single-player campaign itself takes a really long time to beat in Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm realizing that. I think it's the longest open world game yeah. I've played just in terms of like the first player story content. Like I feel like there's 40 hours of just the main game without doing any of the side stuff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I love all the like the wanted posters, you know, that you go find all those people. They're kind of cool and and just all the side shit. I like getting stuff for people. I don't know. I'm, I'm weird like that. I like doing that shit. You know, finding someone this rare book that they need. <laughs> yeah, I'm a weirdo, man. I just love exploring. Honestly, more than anything, I just love exploring that game. It's just the detail, so much beautiful scenery and um, interesting stuff to find. And random, I love the random fucking um, I love random fucking too. I love random fucking, it's the best. Listen, play me a song first. We've been talking for too long. Alright, alright, fine. Dimmy K brought out a new album called Not Holding Back. Uh, Love this one, features a lot of guitars, uh, really good stuff. Um, It is available at dimmyk.bandcamp.com, comes highly recommended of course. And the track I I've decided to play off it is called Fight the Night. 
Well, okay, that was a, an abrupt end to a cool song. And that was a Fight the Night by Dimmy K. That was Marco's second pick this week. It was brought to you by my awesome $10 supporters in the, the, the Patreon... Fuck me. I, I <laughs> forgot what it's called. The Patreon Club, I was just about to call it. Uh, there is Dalton Bell, Heartbeat Hero, Cat Temper, Albion Algorithm, Retro Serenade, Gary Heather, Knight of Ducks, and Andrew Benson. Thank you very much, uh, members of the $10 Club. Thanks, guys. And I'm back here with Marco. That's right. Yes, you are. <clears throat> no, I just love the random encounters. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> straight back into it. I yeah, yeah. Um, no, like, this is one guy that keeps getting bitten by a fucking snake. I don't know how many times you keep meeting him. He's like, again? It's like, what the hell? I don't know. Anyway, it's just really... It's spoiler alert. Did you ever find the shack where there's that guy, that weird dude sitting out the front? He invites you in, and then he clobbers you on the head, and then you're, like, in bed, and he's doing weird stuff, but you don't really... You're not really sure what he's doing to you. Did you ever see that one? No, I did one where you go into town and a guy says, hey, quick follow me in this alleyway and then you do and then he just robs you. No, he knocks you out and then they steal from you. Oh, okay. Now, this one's weird. He like It doesn't actually show you, but it insinuates that he's doing sexual stuff to you mm. and then he dumps you in a pit with bodies and shit and then like you wake up and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, now that game's crazy. Oh, obviously, first thing I'm like, I gotta go back there and fucking, what the hell did this guy? I just came in for a drink, you know? And he fucking, anyway, it's kind of cool. In the original Red Dead uh, Redemption, there was this guy with a top hat who you'd bump into towards like the end of the game and he had you do these kind of missions but it was sort of insinuated that like he was the devil or something oh okay that whole part of the game was wicked because the game was pretty straightforward and then there was this weird subtle supernatural element to like this guy he he just had you do a few missions and then in the final one John Marston gets all pissed off and the guy leaves and then he starts shooting at him but he doesn't die and then the guy just sort of walks away and then and in this game, there is a shack you find. If you kept going back to the shack, different stuff would happen, like that someone's been there, but you never see them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was like clearly satanic stuff, but like weird stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. Almost like the top hat guy is like being formed or like coming into existence. And then there's one part where if you go into the shack, there's a mirror. And if you like look at the mirror, the right angle, like the top hat guy shows up behind you. No shit. You don't, you don't talk to him in this game the same way that, that John did in, in the other one. Okay. Like his presence is manifesting itself, but he doesn't deal with your character. He does it with John in the the next game, but Mm -hmm. it's supernatural, but it's not like in-your-face ghost. It's just kind of weird, sort of creepy vibe. Well, it's cool. That's the little touches, you know, which you probably, most people probably won't find unless you look it up online. It's just so, you've got to be in the right place at the right time and, you know. Yeah. I just got the white Arabian horse, which I was really happy about. Dude, I've been trying to find this thing for a long time. I found Finally got it the other night, right? It, I spent all night on this, right? Like three hours, right? A gaming session. Got the horse, and then I got distracted because I had a side thing where I had to. Uh, I found a hawk, and anyway, whatever. It was just a, a side quest. Then I looked behind me, and the horse is gone. I was like, "No, I didn't save it. No, oh, I should have just ran straight back to my stable." So then the problem with that horse, that you, f- the white Arabian horse, is that if you fuck it up, it doesn't appear again for a long time. So you can't just go back there and it just randomly appears. So I'm like, no. No. <laughs> anyway, I finally got it again, and I've saved it, so I'm very happy. I've been having my own frustrating thing with the game, but I want to uh, listen to a song first, and I'll... You want to listen to a song? Yeah. We can do that. Okay, uh, New Arcades brought out a brilliant new album, which is called Returning Home. It is available 
at newarcades.bandcamp.com and uh, other streaming services, of course. There is a vinyl available too, if you're into that sort of thing. The track I want to play off it is the closing title track called Returning Home. And that was Returning Home by New Arcades. That was Marco's third pick this week, and that is a cool song, and it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $10 Club, man, there's Sarah Buchelman, The Patch Bay, Renton Brax, Playmaker Media, Barry007, and uh, and fucking Slunks. I was hoping you were going to say fucking Slunks. I yeah, like that's, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it falls. Uh, listen, if you want to support this show like 
like uh, these awesome people, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And I am back here with Marco, who is uh, picking songs for us to listen to today. So I picked up an Xbox One. Oh, yeah. Technically, like a few weeks ago now. I did it just so I could get the rare replay collection and play Conker's Bad Fur Day and Perfect Dark HD and stuff. Mm -hmm. I may have said this before on the show, but I stand behind it now after owning this for a while. The interface of the Xbox is just clunky. Mm -hmm. I don't like it at all. When you boot up an Xbox, it's like you're booting up a computer, like a Windows PC, with like the widgets open. Like, you know how if you have like a Windows PC and when you open up the start menu and there's all those like squares of like the apps you have and they're all like different sizes and and there's like ones doing the weather and then there's all this other stuff and it just feels like that whenever I turn it on. Like, it's not a nice clean thing. It's like just full of boxes everywhere and like some of them are games and some of them aren't and like it's just really strange because like, you know, with the PlayStation and the Switch, it's game focused. You know what I mean? So when you boot up the system, there's like a row from left to right and it's just games. And when I first installed the Rare Replay Collection, it was the only game that was on the system and I couldn't find it. (laughs) That's what the menu is like. Like, I remember I turned it on. I'm like, so where's the game? (laughs) Now it shows up because I've played it. So now like when I turn it on, it's on the front page. The whole reason why I like console gaming is because it's like not a computer. It's simple and yeah, that's right. And and so the Xbox One is weird because it's like when you turn it on, it feels like I'm loading up a Windows computer. Like it doesn't feel Mm. like a video game system. So anyway, so I did that and I've been playing Conquer and I'm on. Did you ever play Conquer's Bad Fur Day? No, I really didn't. I'm just going to look it up. I actually don't even know what it is. It's made by Rare. It was made towards the end of the life of the N64. So I think it was actually after Perfect Dark. So that's probably why I didn't, didn't even, not even aware of it then. I'd say that's probably why. It's an adult game. The main character is a squirrel and it's all these sort of cartoony characters, but they swear and there's like sexual innuendo. Mm, wow. That's unusual for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super vulgar and it's also full of movie parodies. It has some of the most variety of a game I think I've ever played. I feel like I've missed out. Yeah, no, it, no it's a cool game. It's like, because every time you go to a new level, it's like completely different. So like one level wow. will just be like, this level is a Matrix parody. And then you're just playing like this Matrix parody, like action level. And then like mm-hmm. one level will be just pure platforming, like Mario style, where you're just like jumping on things. And But anyway, I'm the, the whole point of this is I'm fucking stuck. There's this one part I forgot was so frustrating. Because you know, like with old games, there would just sometimes be like these missions that are like just impossible and there's no skipping it like modern games, you know, like when mm-hmm. you like die three times, it's like, do you want to skip this part or whatever? Like, <laughs> and there's this part where you're on a hoverboard in like a caveman world flying over lava and you have to like knock these cavemen off their boards with a frying pan. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that this is one of the most infuriating sequences in a game I've ever played. Like, it's so fucking annoying and I've been stuck on it for days. Like every day I'll turn on the system and play it for like 20 minutes and then just die like 40 times and go, okay, that's enough for today and like I just keep going back trying to beat this stupid part and I can't some of it's kind of luck based there's this dinosaur that's walking in a loop and like sometimes he's just in the wrong place and you just smash into him and there's like nothing you can really do about it so it's uh, anyway that's what's been happening to me I've been really frustrated <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a cool game I uh yeah it's a shame I missed out on 
on it. They've got like 9.9 out of 10 on IGN, so I know that means it's fucking good. It is a good game, but it is still a game from, you know, 1999 or whatever, so it still has those occasional levels where it's like control isn't the best. Like when you swim underwater, hmm. it's not great. <laughs> like the controls of swimming <laughs> are like, oh my God. But what the game does really well is just variety. It's the single player campaign takes you to so many different styles of worlds and characters you meet, and some of it's kind of dated a bit. Like, uh, some of the voice acting is kind of weak, because it's like British people doing American voices, and you can tell, because like they don't pronounce any of the words correctly, but like, yeah. but it's so quirky and unique, like there just hasn't been another game. Anyway, that's the that's what's happened to me. That era of gaming is so much like that, though. You go back and play, and you go, Jesus, that's not how I remember it, because at the time it seemed so cutting edge, and it was so, and it was at the time, but it did, a lot of it hasn't aged that well. I mean, sorry, I have to talk about GoldenEye, you know. You know, even some of those levels, you go, man, this was just unbelievable. I mean, I was riveted. And you, some of the levels you look at it and go, the AI isn't that good, like, as I remember it. You know, <laughs> it really isn't. Like, Yeah, no, the thing, uh, well, no, I could, <laughs> when you bring up GoldenEye, it's hard for me to not. <laughs> How about this? Why, why don't you play me a song? All right, all right, I can do that. A new compilation album came out called Synth City Compilation Album Volume 1, available at Synth City Records. Uh, it's really good stuff. It's got some big artists on there. There's some cassettes and compact discs available if you like that sort of thing. Uh, features some cool cover art and uh, some really good tracks on here, Andy. I had trouble picking just one, but the one that stuck with me was Lucy in Disguise with the track Odyssey.
right, and that was Odyssey by Lucy in Disguise. And that was Marco's fourth pick this week, and that was brought to you by my awesome $10 patrons. There's Matthew Lister, Tristan Waits, Skunk Raider, Colin Bennett, Joe Ozone, Willow, and Polly Digital. Thank you all for supporting the show, and we're back. Marco brought up GoldenEye dangerously. Yes, let's talk about it. Why the fuck not? It's been a while. It's funny because you mentioned the AI, and I've, I was watching a video the other day of someone breaking it down. Yeah. And I think what's interesting and what people forget about GoldenEye is just how many elements of it were actually really cutting edge for the time. Like, I know we look back at, like, the square heads and shit. <laughs> they were. But, like, when you consider the other games in the first-person genre that were out when GoldenEye was coming out, mm-hmm. enemies didn't have complex, like, AI in terms of hit detection. Hit detection was the big one, I think, yeah. Like, you shoot someone in the ass. You could literally shoot them in the ass and they respond differently to when you shoot them in the arm. There was none of that before this game. I mean, not that I know of. You know, if you're playing Doom, Quake, or even Turok, it didn't really matter where you shot people. They just died based on how many times you shot them. So it's like if an enemy takes five hits, he takes five hits no matter where those five hits go. So GoldenEye was the game that sort of introduced the idea of like a headshot is a one-shot kill. If you shoot the guy in the leg, he grabs his leg. Like, And also, that GoldenEye had the stealth system. So like if you made noise, the louder gun you'd have would like signal people who are like nearby to come and investigate and stuff like that. And so like that was an advancement and like mission-based gameplay as well Mm -hmm. for first-person shooter because before then, really all the first-person shooter games were all basically just collect the key, open the door. Like that's pretty much what they were all about was all about collecting keys and opening doors. Yeah, yep. Turok was like that as well. Taking it back to that sort of the thing about when you play old games, the, the difficulty level and stuff, like when you go back and play GoldenEye and Perfect Dark, sometimes you just don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Yeah. So like new games do hold your hand quite a bit in terms of like telling you what to do. They really do. But there's also a happy medium because I'm playing Perfect Dark right now on this Xbox collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just some missions where it's just like photograph the, the holographic isotote. Like, okay. <laughs> What the fuck? I remember that shit. He said, try that drove me nuts. Because <laughs> there's no tutorial about how to use this gadget or whatever. You just sort of have to go into the right room and just use the gadget, hoping that it does the thing it's supposed to do. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, I'm on level two of Perfect Dark, and I completely forget how to fucking play that mission. I've played it a few times where I get to the end and the door's locked, and I'm like, I guess I never holographed that isotope <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and so I don't know what the fuck to do. And this literally was, like, my favorite game Uh, in, like, you know, 1999 or whatever. Like, Perfect Dark, I mm -hmm. loved it. I played it on all the difficulty levels, and now I can't even beat level two because I I forget what they mean. I forget the mission. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so true, man. There was a few missions there which used to drive me nuts. We tried to play it on hard mode or whatever that was, Secret Agent or Double O, whatever the fuck, I can't remember. And some of them, man, like, what do I have to do? (laughs) (laughs) I took a photo of it! There's, like, this one part where you just have to wait for, like, this little cleaning robot to move through and turn the lasers off for you. Yeah. But that's never really established that, like, you just walk to this place and there's just these lasers that are on and there's no button to turn them off and you just sort of stand there and then eventually this thing comes by and turns them off automatically as it passes through. But it's sort of like, well, that's weird. Like, so there's no explanation. So, like, I don't even know how I would have figured that out. Back then, I think we are all a bit more patient because now I have no patience for that shit. You know, we probably wouldn't figure it out now. You know, like in modern times, it's like you play a game and if I get stuck for like a minute... 
I'm like, well, fuck this. I'll look it up. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I never had that shit before. It's crazy how easy things are now. I mean, I'm sure there's a happy medium in there someplace. I just feel like Mm -hmm. with with a lot of modern games, they really walk you through. They don't even let you sit idle. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're idle for like two seconds, like some message will like pop up on the screen and be like, "Don't forget to use your blah blah blah." Or you know, like in every pause screen, they're giving you game tips and stuff. Yeah. But look. How about you, uh, give me your pick of the week? All right, my pick of the week. I don't know if this artist has been played on your show before. I know that I was very close to picking one of his other tracks a few months ago. The artist I'm talking about, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Crozier? Crozier? I don't fucking know. Uh, he's French, so you know I'm going to butcher the name. I've been following him for a while, and he's really good. So he's got a new one that is really impressive. Uh, it is called Last Horizon. It's not off an album or anything like that. It's just a single that he brought out. Um, it says, thank you for your support, guys. Here's a little surprise. Yeah, Last Horizon. Really good stuff, Andy.
and that was Crozier. That's K-R-O-S-I-A with the track Last Horizon. I hope that's how it's pronounced, Crozier. I think the guy's French, but uh, maybe it's pronounced differently. Who knows? Uh, either way, you can uh, check out all the links for all the artists we play on the show by going to the More Info button if you listen to the show on SoundCloud. And I like to also post uh, the links in the Twitter and the Facebook posts, although I have been having problems. I don't know if anybody else is with Facebook, but I just cannot at mention people anymore in my Facebook posts. Oh, what? Don't know, man. Like, half of them just don't work. That's fucking bullshit. When I'm on Instagram, like, some people don't allow you to tag them in photos, for example. Yeah, I noticed that. I I don't know if that's what it is, too. Yeah, maybe. And so I think it's the same thing, and maybe the default option on Facebook was always, unless you turn it off, people can tag you, And I think maybe recently Facebook might have flipped it. So now they have to, you know, if you want to allow people to tag you, you have to turn tagging on. But anyway, I'm, I'm only saying that because when I post on Facebook, I usually include the links of the artists and I tag their Facebook page. And now I sort of can't. It'll work for like two or three of the artists, but it won't work for everybody. And so I have to like post just a link to their Facebook. But anyways, the point is What's the point? that if you're uh, you see this post on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, I'll, I'll link the artist so you can uh, check out the music, the lovely music that Marco has picked for you. I hope everybody enjoyed it, and I hope you did too, Andy. I know you liked a couple of them there. You told me before that you did, so... (laughs) (laughs) But look, Uh, uh, listen, uh, have a lovely week, Marco. I hope you enjoy yourself. Thanks for featuring me on the show, and uh, same to you. (laughs) Look, you have a lovely week. You too, buddy. All right, thanks, Andy. All right, dude. Peace out, and for everybody listening, have a lovely day. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.